You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for an Australian Survivor recap episode. We are down another week of season six of Australian Survivor. It means we've got three episodes to recap. Of course, episodes nine to eleven happened. A lot happened. A lot of exciting stuff happened. A lot of entertaining stuff happened, and a lot of other stuff happened. And in order to analyse what happened, you're going to hear myself talk with a former contestant from Australian Survivor. He is a Season 5 contestant. He is memorable for many reasons, and a lot of those reasons we're going to hear a little bit about in this chat, as well as hearing his thoughts on this season, answering your questions, and everything else in between. I'm not even going to continue to talk. I'm going to let myself introduce him a little bit further the man, of course, is Zach, and I'm going to pass over to myself to do a better introduction than I'm doing right now. Continuing on our coverage of Australian Survivor, we are getting very much into some meaty things happening across the week. We've got a few episodes to cover, and what better way to cover it with another former Australian Survivor guest. I've interviewed many people over the years, but never have I interviewed 100 kilos of twisted steel and sex appeal. I'm very excited to be able to use that in an introduction for the first time ever. I do welcome to the show from Season 5 of Australian Survivor, Mr. Zach Kazerski. Zach, welcome to the Oz Network. Fantastic, Ben. That was one of the best introductions I've ever had, man. I loved it. I <laughs> I, it. I had to use it. I um I remember you using that line so fantastically in your intro video ahead of last season. And I mean, look at that. I feel as though that should be on a business card. You should have that on some sort of banner. I don't know. Like, just that should be used more often. Yeah, look, I agree. I think it's classic. I don't know why more people don't use that one. <laughs> yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. But it's a pleasure to have you here on the show uh, and to talk Thank all you. things about Australian Survivor. And we're really getting into some very interesting stuff with this current season. I mean, first of all, how, how is it now, I guess, switching back into gear of being a fan after sort of having all the attention on your last season being on the show? And here you are back to being a, a couch observer right now. Is it something that you just get used to pretty quickly? Yeah, look, after so many years of being, a, you know, a fan and a couch observer, as you eloquently put it, um, it was just easy to slip back into that habit again. When I first actually came off the show, I had had trouble kind of, you know, getting back in because I love the American Survivor as well and it was a little bit of a, a struggle kind of stepping back into it because it's almost like a case of PTSD <laughs> and, like, you hear an explosion, you start ducking for cover. <laughs> you know, it's kind of... Uh, brings back like because I mean I, I don't think people really understand how hard it is out there. Mm-hmm. Like you know you sit back at, on the couch watching and you think oh yeah I could do that and um, yeah man it's hard. It's I read in your bio that you you said you had been asked to try out for plenty of shows like this in the past but you weren't interested except for Survivor. So I, I can imagine being a fan when they bring back Australian Survivor and then you get that opportunity to come out. I mean, is that something that was more exciting than when you got the Gladiators gig? Because I believe you were a similar fan of Gladiators as well. Yeah, 100%. So um, it's, it's difficult to compare the two experiences, to be perfectly honest with you, because they're just so different from one another. I mean, the only really... Um, real kind of factor that links the two together that's being a similar at all is the fact that they're both on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, um, 
the Gladiators one, yeah, I'd been a fan since, like, I was a child, like, back in the 90s. I was watching Gladiators growing up, and, you know, I always dreamed of becoming one, and when the opportunity arose and I managed to um, to lock it down, yeah, for me, that was almost like a lifelong dream, and just, you know, I was done at that point. I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, I, no, I, I, I've done what I've, you know, set out to achieve, and it was like almost like a lifelong dream. I'm like, cool, yeah, nailed it. And then... I'd always watched Survivor for a long time as well. You know, I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but Survivor and Gladiators, anything when there's kind of like that physical kind of challenge, you know, when you've got those massive challenges that you're competing, you know, head to head with other people with, is just something that I absolutely relish in. Um, and then so when Survivor came up, yeah, it was, it was completely different because, like, on Gladiators... Um, you know, you treat it like an absolute rock star. You, you know, you're in hotels. Everything's catered for you. There's, uh, you know, heaps of food, heaps of training. Just, you know, everyone looks after you. Working with these amazing stuntmen that take care of you and make sure you don't get hurt. With Survivor, it's like, I don't know. It's like being sentenced to Alcatraz, <laughs> like a prison. You're starved to death. <laughs> Keep the shit out of you. All these challenges. All everyone's trying to stab you in the fucking back. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> It's really hard to compare the two experiences. I, I couldn't. T- I couldn't tell you which one I liked more, unfortunately. Mm. Well, that, that might have been a listener question, sort of comparing that. But and I also don't think when you sort of on Gladiators, you know, you, you are obviously finding out feedback at the same time. You know, you're not sort of on an island for a while, come back, have to wait for an air. You're not being labelled a sexist, a misogynist, the worst guy in the <laughs> history of TV. I mean, God, where are all the headlines from that, Zach? I mean, you know, different, very different experiences afterwards when you're watching yourself on TV, of course. Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, I I played a villain uh, on Gladiators as well. I played his character Hunter, and he was um, not that dissimilar to where I was going with my performance on <laughs> Survivor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he caught... You know, just as much flack, really. I, I think I remember an article I read in some trashy fucking magazine saying it was um, Australia's, what was it, Australia's 100 biggest assholes or something like that. And I came in, like, number 32. Uh, wow. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed. I thought I could have done better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, 32 is a bit Wayne, sad. Wayne you want to make at least Wayne, top 20, right? Right? You know, Wayne Kerry beat me, man. I'm oh. disappointed. Jeez, wow. That went, and luckily, he kind of calmed down by the time Gladiators came back on the air, so Jesus, they were hanging on to something there, I think. Well, you know, he, he made an impact on the country, mate. True, yeah. <laughs> People don't forget that. And on some um, of his teammates' wives, but... Um, In that too. Yeah, just it's a bit old news, but still still, still good to bring up. Um, but, I mean, how, how sort of looking in this season right now, uh, I mean, we're really at the halfway point, basically, a couple of episodes away. It's crazy to think that. I mean, sort of, we're, we're around about where you sort of got voted off, really, kind of, um, yeah. you know, this time last season. I mean, how, how are you finding it right now? How, how are you enjoying this back on the fan, back on the couch, kind of watching Survivor again? It's funny that you mentioned that because I said the exact same thing last episode. I'm like, hey, this is where I got voted off. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, it's, it's really good to watch. Um, you know, so I'm really, really impressed with some of the level of gameplay in this. I think it's a pretty sophisticated gameplay compared to, um, say, our season. I didn't think uh, the level was quite where these guys are at. Um, David, in particular, playing, you know, playing a brilliant game. Lukey, as always playing a, a really nice game. Um, 
yeah, those guys are just killing it. It's Harry. I like Harry as well. I think Harry's kind of turned up. Yeah, Harry. Harry definitely has had a very interesting week, to say the least. I think um, yeah. because we talked a little bit about last week, kind of. You know, you saw a bit here, he got an idol, he lied, he had a kid, and all of a sudden he's sort of gone to a tribal, he's gone in to entertain, to get this target on him, to, to use an idol. We've had a twist, which has kind of not really played in his favour, but then he's come out, done the idol thing, boom, Hannah's gone home. I, I think, like, one thing I know that I believe Matt sort of talked a little bit about when we had him on the show, he's kind of talking about you and sort of that you went out there, and you, you mentioned it slightly before, kind of playing a, a character role sort of almost with this... Uh, you know, the way you were on the show. Do, do you feel, we'll talk about that, but do you feel that someone like Harry is doing that in a way? Because clearly he seems like he's a fan and he's obviously, you know, going out there lying, making up kids and all this sort of stuff. Do you do you feel you got a bit of a vibe from Harry that he's kind of doing that sort of role at the moment? Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, clearly he's, you know, it's he's not exactly like that. I mean, what, what you see, the problem is with when you've got like 60 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever, um, obviously people are, are very complex, you know, very complex beings. And you there's more than just one layer on one side of these people. As we've seen with Harry, I mean, we've seen two. But it, it goes much deeper and further than that. And I feel like that some of those... Um, some of those intentions and reasons behind certain things that are said and done sometimes get lost within within those edits, just be, just because of sheer um, lack of time and so many stories going on. So yeah, I think you're going to find there's a lot more to it. He's not just being a dick. <laughs> and he's, he's a fellow Perth guy. Is this is this something out in the West that they're doing this with um you know kind of that type of character? <laughs> well, <I> mean- <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm not going to lie. And Perth produces some real great characters. I mean, like, <laughs> it does. I mean, look, you got Luke, you got Harry. Um, you know, you've you've got uh, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, yours truly. I mean, you've got, <laughs> got some real good characters out here that you know are interesting and fun to watch. And I, I think the big thing about WA is just we're just really laid back bro mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we're just got a real chilled out mentality we don't take life too seriously we don't take ourselves too seriously and honestly we just want to go out there and have a bit of fun with it and stir some people up yeah, yeah, I like it just a bunch of shit stirrers out west mate <laughs> I sort of I think David mentioned him interesting guy he's Getting the lion's share of an edit, he's he's playing, making some very interesting moves, uh, and obviously the big one this week when we had the tribal him and Luke playing the idol, uh, Sean kind of getting involved after the the swap, heading over there. How how are you seeing David right now? Do do you feel this is kind of a uh, a typical case of an over edit and then he's going to get a massive blindside, or do we are we finally getting someone who is just completely controlling this game and it's his game and he's going to take it all the way? Um, I think you've got a little bit of both playing on at the moment. I mean, I can't lie. He's playing a really good game, and he's super entertaining to watch. Um, I think he's, I think he's like, got just the right amount of sneaky, just the right amount of arrogance. Um, and he is intelligent, man. Hey, he's got two degrees. He's, I know he's a model and everything, but he's no, you know, he's no slouch. So, um, I think... <clears throat> I think it's been good with his instincts as well, being pretty on point. I mean, he got that that tip off from um, oh, who Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if he hadn't have, if Andy hadn't have done that, I, I don't know if he would have picked up on um, yeah on how to sort of 
um, sort of leading them on. Um, but I think all in all, his his game's dope, man. Hey, like I'm super liking him for sure. I didn't like him as much as I do now. Do I'll say that. do you think that was the right move from Andy to kind of to give him a bit of a whiff of uh, you know what was going on and to ultimately lead to what happened at that tribal council? Uh, I think for Andy's game, yeah, probably. To be honest, you know, you, you saw you, you watched it going down. You just want wants to want to have this win kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think probably for Andy's game it was probably because he was at the bottom on on any of them. At least at least on this one, he's the bottom of two instead of on that one, kind of like the bottom of you know nineteen. Mm-hmm. Do how do you handle someone like Dave if you're in in those positions? Because I I could imagine with sort of your personality and kind of how you were playing versus someone like David, I, I from a fan perspective would assume you would clash, but. I could be completely wrong. Do you think you would clash with David? How do how would you handle that? I, th- I think we'd get on really well, man. Hey, like I always get on well with the bros. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just bro out, man. Mm. <laughs> bro um, it down. Yeah, yep. yeah, we just bro it down. It's, I I don't think there'd be any real problems. Um, you know, I'm I'm not that much of an egomaniac and control freak, but I feel like I've got to be in control of everything all the time. And I'm more than happy for other people to think they're in control and take the credit for stuff. So that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think we could work well together. I mean, could you ever really trust the guy? I mean, I wouldn't. But really, it is surviving. You can't really trust anyone because sooner or later the they need to turn on you, and you've got to do it on them first. And it's just that's the game. Well, you mentioned. You know, obviously, very intelligent man. I think we talked a little bit about last week that, um, you know, I think part of my dislike for the guy is that he's too good looking and he's smart. Like, you should either have one or the other. You shouldn't be both. But, um, but I mean, I think. Yeah, that bastard. Um, but, like, one thing, though, that I think is really intriguing with him, and he really talked it up early on in the game, is being a model, you do have to be very social. And he obviously yeah. played up this whole flirtatious aspect. But,. You look at what sort of happened with Janine, the uh, champions, the new champions, kind of throwing a challenge, essentially. Uh, sorry, the new contenders throwing a challenge, essentially, to, you know, save David and Luke. I mean, this guy has somehow managed to still keep the other tribe believing that they're going to work with him, even though he's basically switching over everywhere, saving himself, doing this, doing all that sort of stuff. Is that just a... A model charm. I mean, Zach, you're a good-looking guy. Does that just is that what it works? Like, you know, you're that good-looking. You can just charm these people that either everywhere they're basically falling into your hand like putty in a putty in your hand. Well, I mean, look, there's something I've been told: is women love with their ears and not with their eyes. No. It's more what he says than what he than how he looks. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, um, yeah. I I think he says all the right things. You know, he talks to the girls, and yeah, he's extremely good-looking. That definitely helps a lot. His social game is just nuts. I mean, he's got the girls absolutely eating out of their hands. I'm just watching it going, man, this is just poetry in motion. They just lap it up. They love it. Mm. Um, and, look, I think for where he's at at the moment, you know, switch alliances, talking to different people and stuff, like, I can't get what you're saying there, but, you know, it's it's out of a necessity of survival at this point for him. You know, two on seven, walk into that, anyone. You know, you, me, we walk into a two-on-seven. you tell me you aren't going to shit yourself? Mm. Fuck, you think, nah, I'm done, man. Hey, you, you, you do whatever you could. Um, the other girls, look, with, I, I know what you mean about where they are, you know, throwing a challenge. I just think throwing a challenge is just stupid. 
Um, I would never do it myself, and I feel like you know when you throw a challenge, you lose momentum, and then you just lose, 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 lose after that, and that's not a good thing. You know, you've got to look after yourself there. Understand where they're at, thinking that they need to save um, Luke and David, because I, I've got to tell you, man, like it's always it's always tribal and tribal as fuck. You know, as soon as you split up, you you know, as soon as you merge back, you go straight back to your original tribes. Like everybody does it. Um, sure, I'm not saying you know it, it never goes the other way because it does. Obviously, there's exceptions to the rules, but 95% of the time, you you know link back up with your old tribe mates and then assassinate everyone else on the minority. Um, yeah. So I kind of see where they're going with that. It's. I think we used to talk about this a lot in the Survivor Oz days. Kind of whenever these dreaded words of throwing challenge was was put out there, particularly in the US version, I think. There's maybe one example, and I, I think it might have been oh, Africa, I want to say, where basically someone's been involved in a tribe that threw a challenge and they've actually done well. Like, it, it seems to be a dreaded thing that kind of you throw it and you're always screwed. And it just it seemed very an interesting decision, particularly coming from, you know, seemingly Janine, who I think at this point has been doing quite well. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's just such an interesting move. It obviously did not work out for her at all because um, Casey went home rather than than Harry. And I, I it was interesting actually watching uh, looking at Matt's Twitter um, sort of post episode and Matt very angry uh, sort of seeing this big reveal that it was throwing the challenge and everything. How would you react in that situation? Because uh, I mean, I see you and Matt as very similar personalities. I feel like you would be sort of on a similar page there. Do you think? Yeah, I see similarities when I watch Matt as well between him and myself and our absolute passion. No, it goes beyond passion. Mm. You know, our, our fight to the death attitude to win at all costs. You know, I can't articulate how important winning is. And, um, you know, and he's exactly the same. And to hear that one of your teammates... I mean, if I was on my paintballs team and, like, one of the guys told me they threw it so that someone else could get into the finals, so, you know... As a, man, I'd be so angry. I'd be so angry. <laughs> yeah, I understand me always pissed, man. I would be too. Yeah, it's just, it's never a good idea. I just don't, I just don't think that that's ever a good idea uh, in, in Survivor. Uh, back, I mean, obviously with David, but Luke, he's such an interesting position because David's getting a lot of the heat. David's getting a lot of the attention. He's getting a lot of the target on his back. How do you think Luke's sitting right now? It seems as David's getting all the heat. Do you think Luke's in a in a good position if he can sort of stick with David and sort of avoid all that attention? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it's a shame that he played his idol. Uh, I understand why he thought that he should have to. Um, if I was in, posi- in his position, I probably would have done the same thing and then be pissed about it like he <laughs> is as well. <laughs> Um, I think he's sitting in a pretty good spot, but like I said, the the level of gameplay is pretty high. You know, they were they were talking about um, targeting. You know, Janine is obviously the the godmother, but then they're talking about targeting Abby and taking out a right hand man. We saw the same thing happen with um, Commando. You know, they took him out when they had the shot at Matt, um, and I think that. You're at a risk. It doesn't matter where you are in the position because there's people that might think, well, let's take out Luke. Uh, it's going to be an easier blindside and we can, um, you know, we can mess this other guy up later. 
Do you think it was also a mistake to take out Hannah and, and not go for Sean? I mean, sort of, obviously, Sean sort of controlled that vote, really, sort of, particularly on the re-vote um, when it came to, to taking out Hannah. But uh, do you think maybe that, um, you know, Andy had have worked a little bit? Obviously, he didn't really want that to happen, but, I mean, nah, kind of... No, they weren't going to get... Nah, dude, they were, they were going to get across the line, man. Hey, there was mm. no chance. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to happen. No. No, not at that point. How, how are you reading Sean's game at the moment, particularly now with uh, this swap that happened this week? Man, I love Sean. He's challenged boost. <laughs> hey, like, he just kicks the hell out of people. Hey, he's awesome to watch. Um, and he's a super nice guy. You know, I like that about him, but I think he just needs to switch his head on. <laughs> mm. And uh, he, he's been playing a pretty pretty good game at the moment. He's lucky because, you know, he's the, he's the biggest, strongest man on the island. And <clears throat> at this level of the game, you're an absolute asset. And you saw people stole him. You know, it was a unanimous vote. Um, and it's, you know, it's not because he doesn't eat too much. It can't, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, people, people want that power and that strength. So I think, you know, he's lucky. He can ride this through, I reckon, till merge. Um, but then... Yeah, um, I don't know. It'll just have to see how things go with his alliance at the moment. Hey, no, I mean, not to take away from you know Robbie and 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 Heath and people on your uh, contenders tribe, Zach. But uh, do you kind of wish maybe he was on your season as well? That would have helped you guys out a little bit. Oh, far out, like yeah, <laughs> it would have helped <laughs> out a lot. He's just such an animal. I mean, like he's big. But, you know, he, he's no real athlete or anything like that. And he, he kind of struggles. Like, I, I spoke a lot about the guys as well, not just the girls. Unfortunately, they just showed everything that I said about the girls. But the boys were dropping the ball as well, man. You know, Heath was just getting the hell kicked out of him for Brian. And Robbie, geez, Matt just put on a clinic. <laughs> <laughs> he just showed Robbie up at every step. You know, Robbie's great in the water. But other than that, he's, you know... Not a show no go. He just, he really on, he, yeah. He looks incredible though. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think like you, you had sort of a, a whole, you know, you're talking about the bro down before. I think kind of, um, you know, initially watching your season, it was like, I'm feeling sorry for, for Matt and Stevie on your tribe because, uh, you know, I'm sort of like, wow, like, um, you know, everyone else is, you know, uh, out there and bathing naked and getting checked out and not to take away from Matt and Stevie, uh, but, you know, yeah. I kind of felt uh, they were a bit on the outs there on the, uh, the, the department of um, physique. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? Steve, Stevie thinks he's an absolute monster. He was out there with his clothes off and everything. He's just pumped up. He's a beast, that guy. Matt never he's stood a, a chance. He knows Kung Fu. He knows Kung Fu, man. Hey, he'll mess you up. <laughs> oh, just, I'll let that bit out so he doesn't hear it. Then he'll he'll come after me. Clearly, uh, with that. I mean, obviously, I mean, on the on the twist I mentioned with sort of um, you know Sean switching tribes, you were involved uh, to an extent of sort of a you know the non elimination twist. What what's your thought as a Survivor fan? Do you like these non elimination twists, or do you think they're just just wasted? That's a really good question. Um, let me give you, give me a second just to think about it. I. I mean, look, when we played that, it threw a real spanner in the works. I mean, it could have came off really great. Um, it, it, to be honest, it opened up an opportunity in my game that I didn't take. I think had I, had I identified that and jumped on it and been a little bit smarter and not to be this, oh, loyal guy, I'm going to stick with my alliance kind of bullshit, 
Um, that could have driven my game a lot further. So I think um, uh, at the moment I'd say no, it's shit because it <laughs> really screwed me. But uh, I think if I made a different decision, I'd be telling you how great I think these kind of twists are. We should do more of them. <laughs> was, was there talk of sort of the vote afterwards when uh, Anita went and obviously, obviously Heath, uh, you know, um, was saved essentially with his idol? Was there any talk of sort of throwing that? To, well, sort of having one of you, I guess, be voted out to go take on Tegan? Yeah, uh, we talked about me going down there and, and laying it on the line. And um, I kind of felt like that I probably should anyway because I felt like I was going to be the next one back, uh, next one gone if she got back. And, um, yeah, but we kind of just, you know, obviously piled up on Heath. No one, no one really realised that he had an idol and uh, he made us all pay for it. I mean, just rookie error as well. I mean, who doesn't split a vote like that? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like seven on one. Like, wait, there was no point in throwing them all on him. Like, who yeah, know? yeah. No, well, look, you know, in hindsight, things are easy, of course. Um, but, <laughs> you know, um, but uh, being out in Fiji, no food, um, no, no anything, losing these challenges. It, I guess it's also interesting because it's kind of a bit of a role reversal that your season. Unfortunately for you, the contenders lost a lot and the champions won a lot. This time, it's kind of the other way around as well. What's what's your view on sort of some of the champions that we had in this season? Obviously, we mentioned someone like Sean. It would have been great to have in your uh, tribe instead yeah. of, you know, this season. Do, do you feel things would have gone differently? Like, you know, had you been up against some of these champions, do you think kind of phys- physically these guys are uh, not as on the same level as some of the ones in your season? Yeah, Ben, I agree with you 100%. These champions squad is nowhere near as dangerous as the one that we faced. Um, they're, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, I know they're all champions in their own right, but they're, they're a lot older and haven't taken care of themselves as well as the champions did that we were facing. Matt Rogers does, like, ultra marathons, man. I don't know if you know what they are, but they're like 180-kilometre bike ride with five-kilometre swim and a 42-kilometre run and just an incredible beast. And then, you know, obviously you've got the commandos, ex-special forces, Lydia, you know, Olympic, uh, you know, Olympic daredevil that was the very first woman to ever do, like, quadruple backflip, 1080 twist, something like that. <laughs> Moana, I mean, that chick, what, I don't know, kicked millions of goals. Mm. <laughs> just, you know, the... And don't get me wrong, like I said, you know, I'm sure Nova is, a, you know, was a beast, and I'm sure, you know, um, Steve, um, you know, oh, well, Steve, well, maybe not Steve, he just got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed everyone else to fall over on these challenges, and then, you know, he'd just he pull a Bradbury, basically. <laughs> you pull a Bradbury, well, you know what, it's pretty difficult to pull a Bradbury on Survivor, mate, not too many people fall over. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it is interesting because it's also, I, I think we sort of talked about in the past, um, you know, Matt was, yeah, as you mentioned, like an absolute beast out there. And it, it seems like they sort of look at it and go, okay, well, let's get sort of another NRL legend, you know, ET. I'm, I'm personally a huge ET fan, not quite sure. on Matt's level, I guess, on the physicality side of things. Um, and then you sort of on the AFL side of things, you know, you had a great character in Brian Lake, sort of brought some great stuff towards the end of um, your season. And then we've kind of now got, I mean, obviously, Sean is the next AFL player, but you're looking at Simon Black, who I'm so thrilled that we got a good five-minute stretch of him getting airtime this week. I mean, he was a beast in that challenge this week, wasn't he? 
Oh, incredible. Like, I, I love it. He goes, oh, yeah, 30 seconds, eight balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it goes out and just handles business. Hey? <laughs> it just, oh, it was incredible to watch, man. Hey, I had to send him a little message. I'm like, man, that was just sick. You're yeah. An animal. Um, yeah, he was just so good at that. Uh, and it, yeah, like because you you feel like he doesn't say a lot. Like, is is he not saying anything? Are they just not showing what he's been saying? Like, you know, at tribals, he seems just very observant and kind of, you know, doesn't really give away a lot that's going on. Um, and, look, I, I, you know, Commando was doing the same thing. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Um, but it, it's great to see him open up a little bit more. Do you feel that's a dangerous player then later on, if they can, he can kind of just stick to what he's doing right now and kind of find himself sort of towards the end? Because that's a great comparison you make to, to Commando. Because, yeah, he sort of did go very under the radar and, and made it fairly deep on your season. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, a really good strategy um, in getting far in Survivor. Not a great strategy for getting airtime. No. <laughs> um, so it depends, <laughs> it depends on what you want out of it. Yeah, I mean, at least, you know, uh, unlike someone like Sam, who got no confessionals, basically, she was like, yeah. I'll see you, bye. I mean, even I feel yeah. like Hannah and Casey both didn't really, like, I, I feel when they got voted out, I, I was almost saying who, like, when they got voted out, it's kind of, it's, and we're actually, we're only down to four women now as well, like, this is actually really crazy to think that, you know, it's four women left, like, Matt, uh, yeah. you know, this would have been, this would have been great for you, Zach, you would have been having a blast. <laughs> well, I tell you, considering it was pretty much an all-women alliance that took me down, yeah, I mean, it would have been a completely different experience for me. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah, look, I'm just as shocked as what you are. Traditionally, I mean, <clears throat> I think you could still see a woman win this. I mean, I, I think Pia is a real shot. I think um, easily she could kind of just keep on sliding through the end she's pro you know as all she needs to do is make merge and she's probably the least threatening person out there and they're really dangerous i mean you have a look at the kind of people that have won um you know you look at your christy bennett's and your shane gould's and your jericho's they, they are all the quiet people that don't you know don't really well jericho actually stirred a bit of shit just people didn't <laughs> but uh you know he was quiet and softly spoken and didn't rock the boat too much um, and it seems to be that that can get you a long way in this game. It is, uh, yeah, I I think it's a very Australian survivor trend that we have seen with the winners of our version that they definitely fall into those categories, even, you know, back in the, the original sort of Channel 9 and Channel 7 ones that they had in the early 2000s, very similar sort of um, situations as well. So that's why I find it so interesting with David that, you know, he's pulling off these moves, he's sort of, yeah, he's being targeted, but... He's surviving. Like, it's it's kind of... You can sort of compare it to Benji in a way, but I, I feel as though... I feel as though David's actually playing well. <laughs> Not necessarily. Yeah. Sort of how Benji was supposedly playing well, but that's a whole other topic of conversation. <laughs> Benji, yeah, look, that, that's, that is a whole other topic. I mean, Benji, he could have gone a bit further. Benji's lucky he didn't go when I went. Um, you know, had I jumped ship, Heath was talking to me, you know. Tegan came up, threw her arms around me and said, Zach, I'm not angry at you. Uh, they, all, they were out for blood for Benji. All I had to do was flip on him. And uh, the girls would have voted with us and I would still be there and he would have gone home. Mm. Um, you know, so that's that could have gone either way. And I feel like 
that um, for David, he's kind of, he's lucky to be working with Daisy because she's kind of gifted him a lot of shit without even him really having to do too much. You know, they were stupid for not flushing those idols beforehand. That was dumb. That was really dumb. And then, not only after they do it, she's like, oh, cool, there's a reward. When we all know that there's going to be, a, a, you know, at least another idol or, or possibly a clue. And she's like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll pick everyone to go, yeah, you go first, David, and I'll go last. It's like, what? Mm. You know, so he's just gotten lucky that he's playing with someone who's just, I'm sorry, he's been a complete idiot. Like, I don't know what she's thinking, man. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of unique. It's like... Survivor is obviously a game where luck does play a a huge part in in many aspects of the game, and and David definitely got some good luck, but it's it's, it's that interesting blend, isn't it, with him, that he has gotten some great luck. He's gotten some terrible luck, though. Obviously, the the swap was terrible luck for him, but he turned it around, as we mentioned, from sort of being on the bottom with, you know, only Luke and kind of here he is. But it's just just such an interesting element uh, sort of to see where he's at because we're we're very close to a merge, aren't we? So, I mean, that's going to... Shake things up, shake the tree. How, how do you feel? Like, is David going to be target number one at a merge if it happens next week? Mm. What are the numbers again? Where, where are we up for champions and contenders? Uh, so we are at uh, so in our new version one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven contenders and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven champions. That's of the new ones, but if we're talking original. Uh, we've got four, five, six. Oh, it's still seven, seven. If that's a split, so, so it's seven, so, seven so, either yeah, way. I'm yeah, yeah. No, it would original. be still, still, still seven, seven. 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 Mm. <laughs> Look, I, I really think it's it's difficult to predict because it's going to come down to the numbers when they make merge. Mm-hmm. Like it, it always does. Um, I don't think you'll find any cracks early if you know one one tribe is up on another. Um, but then again, I could be wrong because Daisy's just, I don't know, she's just a bit of a wild card at the moment. So, Do, do you yeah. feel that she's in a position that she could win this game? Um, I, I don't think so. I feel like that if they get merged and then everyone kind of joins back up, she might be one of the first ones targeted because she can't be trusted. Um, but if she sticks with you know, she's got. She's saying, "I stick with the five there." Um, oh, now six with Sean, really? Uh, yeah, look, it's possible. I don't see it though. It's it's very interesting. I know there's a listener question, sort of uh, touching on this topic that's sort of heading into the merge that we really do have our big players left in the game. And that's a rarity I find in any version of Survivor nowadays because, you know, you usually get a couple of these big sort of ones taken out early on. Do you think that's what's adding to how this season is playing out in terms of the entertainment value? Because I I think the feedback generally is that this season is being very well received. And, I mean, I would say right now, at least in the Channel 10 versions, this so far is at least the most entertaining one I I can remember at this point of the season. And... That adds to it, though, doesn't it? When we've got these big characters, we've got these game players, people are tuning in, and it makes it much more exciting, particularly at this point of the show. I agree with you 100% on that one, Ben. I think having the big characters in there, um, you know, people like Harry just playing playing hard. Um, you know, David's just played a great game. Luke is always super entertaining. And you do, you're right, you've got these big characters. 
Sean, obviously, that are still in the game that traditionally you probably would have seen going a lot earlier, and it does make it exciting to watch, man. You do want to see a couple of big boys kick the hell out of each other in the middle of a challenge. You know, it's it's great fun to watch. Um, I think that, you know, I know that everyone gets on and like, hates a lot on these guys. I, <laughs> I read through some of the comments um, on David, man, and just <laughs> some of the... Wow, some people get so crazy. They just get so crazy. Um, but, dude, it makes the show 100%. You're 100% correct. Did you happen to uh, sift through the social media, uh, Zach, when you were on the show much? <laughs> no, mate. I learned from my gladiator days not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's, it's, I... It's right away from it. What, did yeah. you have a look? Well, I, I read a few of them um, based on sort of... Uh, some of the headlines, because there's sort of, a, I mentioned you off air, I sort of, I caught up on it sort of recently, so I wasn't yeah. there and, uh, you know, getting it when it was happening live last year. But, um, you know, just in, in seeing some of the comments, you know, some of the things that, you know, were labelled out, I, I'm sad you didn't quite go onto the levels of Matt, who actually got a tweet from Clementine Ford. Uh, so, I mean, you might have got a Clementine Ooh. Ford tweet. I don't know if you did, but, you know, Matt got one. <laughs> so, fucking bullshit! Yeah. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna go call him and congratulate. He never told me. That's mm. something he would brag about to me. I assume it's and... well. It's actually funny because I feel like when we had Matt on the show, I feel he got more headlines about him being a sexist than you did, um, which I found interesting. Like, and like, look, I'm I'm one of these people. Oh. I read an interview with you that um, you sort of said, like, you know, it is the day and age of people getting offended easily, and I'm 100% on your page. I think kind of yeah. it's, it's quick to label these things. But, um, you know, in this day and age, Zach, I can see why people were saying that. But, like, it's just, well, it's just well, fun you know, times, right? <laughs> look, I, I am a little bit older than everyone else there that, you know, than a lot of other people. I'm like 40, dude, right? So I grew up in a time where um, you're, there was no such thing as outrage culture. I remember mm-hmm. when, like... Um, political correctness started sort of coming in and it was about like 95, 96 kind of thing. So, you know, we, we grew up in a time where you just had to harden up and there was the, there was a thing called, I don't think they've got it anymore, it used to be called War of the Sexes and, um, you know, people, <laughs> you'd have competitions, you know, who's the better sex, you know, and it was just for a bit of a laugh, man, just for fun games and, uh, you, man, you did it right now, oh, you'd be called sexist, bigot, misogynist, blah, 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 and all these different allegations um, this is the thing, and it goes beyond name calling. They're allegations, man. Hey, like they sit there and try and ruin your life. Like these people are psychos. I had them like message my work and stuff, try and get me fired. Like some <laughs> some of these Survivor fans are completely nuts. How do you handle that though? Because I mean, it's just like it is sort of a lot of that culture now. And what what happens then when you've got people all of a sudden messaging your work, trying to get you fired? Like, what, what do you do, man? Hey, there, there's nothing you really can do about it because it's going to happen, dude. You're, like, you're on reality TV and everyone has now this platform of Facebook and they all seem to think that their opinion is more valuable than anyone else's on the planet and they, you know, feel the need to voice it. Now, not only that, is that they feel like they're a champion of virtue and that they're going to tear down the, you know, the walls of tyranny and this, you know... <laughs> They go and fight. Oh, I'm going to ruin this guy's life. I'm getting fired from his job and message his children and tell them they should be ashamed. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Did you get yeah. that in person? Do people actually come up to you and say things to your face? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Have you seen the size of me? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're funny, man. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's. Yeah, uh, don't say shit like that to my face, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's a gladiator, everyone. I mean, yeah, God, right. it's um. I just be tackled in concrete. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned gladiator. Like growing up, being a fan of it, I remember. They used to have, like, you'd go to your local show and they'd have the show bags of Gladiator ones and you'd got the blow-up sort of jewel sticks and the things like that. You'd play at lunchtime with your, your friends. And I remember getting really excited when the reboot came on and um, one, and obviously you would have worked very closely with him, uh, Cooter, because Anthony Kudafidi is yeah. a Colton fan, so he was like my idol growing oh, up. Really? So I was very pumped for that. That, that would have been fun to work with him. Cooter's awesome, man. Hey, I love that guy. He's just such a top bloke. Just your typical Aussie larrikin and just uh, a complete animal with a football, dude. I remember we were um, we were just playing kick to kick, and uh, he's um, because we're, we're working in the dome, right? So one of these domes in Homebush in Sydney. These things are massive, you know. They they film shit in it. So we were there, we're playing kick to kick with a football, and uh, you know, there's uh, kind of like this little demountable. Um, kind of like office thing, and there's a couple of doors. So he's like, oh, pick a door. I'm like, oh, left. And he just he puts the ball right in the doorknob. Hey, he's just <laughs> incredible. Just incredible. They need to get him on. He should be on the, the Champions Tribe, perhaps, for next season or something like that. Oh, man, I'd love to work with him again. Yeah. <laughs> All-stars <laughs> yeah. or, you know, sort of returnees versus newbies or something like that. Like, that could work. Oh, dude. <laughs> now, I've got some listener questions, some fun ones. There are two things I need to touch on um, before we get to listener questions. I believe heavily involved in paintball. Now, is this yep. – how do you get – Like, probably you get involved, I'm assuming you try it out one day and then things just take off. But is it – so you're part of like an actually a national team. So this is like an actually national competitive sport? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, it's played all over the world. Um, there's pro divisions all over the planet. I play in the pro division here in, uh, in Australia. Uh, I captain a team called Crisis. And uh, we've got guys who come from all over the world to play for us. I've got guys from America and South Africa and Canada. and um, it's, a, it's a big deal over here. So, yeah, we... Um, in 2017, we, we won the series title and, you know, we're the best team in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, we just won last round, actually. Um, so we're kind of sitting near the top for this season. I'm going, I'm leaving tonight, actually, to fly over to Sydney to play round three. So hopefully we can bring a W over there as well. And Great. Uh, you know, Sounds yeah. See, so, so what happens at the end of the day? Is it like a point system, a capture the flag line? Like, how do you win a game right. of paintball? Yeah, okay, so it's not like probably a lot of people think. They think you're out in the bush playing armies and dressed up in camouflage. <laughs> no, no, they, there is that kind of paintball, but they're the sort of people who play like Dungeons and Dragons, play that kind of <laughs> stuff. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I play tournament paintball, which is like a sport. It's completely different. The, the field's quite small. It's AstroTurf or, you know, grass. that's about, you know, 45 metres by about 40 metres. And the, the bunkers are all inflatable and it's a perfectly mirrored um, format. And basically there's, an, there's a buzzer at each end. There's five people on field at once. Uh, guns need to be starting the start gate where the buzzer is. And then it goes off, and then um, you've got to score as many points as you can in 10 minutes by hitting the buzzer. Now, you don't need to shoot everyone, but usually you've got to shoot everyone to get to the buzzer. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we just run points until, um, yeah, we got, you know, whoever gets the most points in 10 minutes. So games last 
Oh, no, they, you, they can be really long points where a couple of minutes or really short points are really common where about 30 seconds, 60 seconds because the guns shoot at 15 balls per second. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and the balls uh, travel at 300 feet per second, just a little bit over 200 mile an hour. Wow. So that's going to hurt if it hits you in the wrong area, I can imagine. Oh, yeah, especially when they get up like they're standing next to you and decide <laughs> to hit the trigger a couple of times because you think one second, 15 balls, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't take long to get messed up. Yeah, geez. Um, I want to see that in a Survivor Challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, let's make this happen. They had a penalty <laughs> shootout on your season. Where's the paintball challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Make it happen, Jonathan. Let's go. Yes, yes. The other one I've got to bring up, because um, Matt often brought this up to me, and I I took slight offense to it, because he mentioned about you guys just sitting around chatting about keto, and uh, I had to say, like, Matt, I'm on the keto diet. What are you trying to say? Um, (laughs) Talk up keto for everyone, Zach. I feel like I don't do it enough justice. I mean, you you look a lot better than I do, and you're on keto, so I think I need to just... How long have you been on keto for? Ben, you're so correct that keto is phenomenal for um, <laughs> all sorts of different issues from losing weight to schizophrenia. I don't know. No, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's great. Like, I've been doing keto for probably seven years now, something wow. like that. I came across a long, long time ago. It's, it's kind of come into the vogue of, like, last year or two. Um, yeah, I use it all the time. I mean, I cycle my diets because sometimes I'm bulking, sometimes I'm cutting. Um, keto's not that great for bulking, to be perfectly honest for you. But if you want to stay lean and feel light, man, and and who doesn't want to eat cheese and bacon all the time? All right. Cheese and bacon, man. <laughs> Literally, all I have for dinner is just cheese, chicken, bacon. Like, it's just, that's it. That's all yeah. I eat. <laughs> Throw it into a bowl with a bunch of mayonnaise. Everyone's like, what are you eating? Like, it's a salad. It's a keto salad. <laughs> <laughs> we actually tonight literally we were like me and my uh, my fiance were like running late so we're like shit we gotta have some to eat we got like one you know chicken breast in the in the fridge so I was just like oh, fuck it just whack some garlic in there uh, a bit of oil uh, cheese cream chicken yeah. shit that'll do and boom there's yeah. your <laughs> oh man you talk my language yeah. <laughs> yeah I make I make a sweet Cheeto uh, keto cheesecake man mm. this thing is a- Bomb, mm-hmm. right? Tastes better than any other like normal cheese. I'll send you my recipe. Oh, please do. It's like five, dude. It's like five ingredients. You, you, you're gonna love me forever after I send this to you. It's Done. I will send it to me. And actually, it leads us in. It's funny. We're going into listener questions here. Our good friend Matt, Matt Dyson, has actually um, said. Is this uh, question from Matt Dyson? This is no, legitimately no. from no. the Matt Dyson survivors. Matt Dyson, you voted him out. Matt Dyson, traffic cop. <laughs> yes. Be careful, he might arrest you. Uh, he's actually asked you, what is your favourite keto meal? Is it that cheesecake? Yeah, 100% is the cheesecake, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah. I mean, bacon and eggs I can eat all day, but yeah, that cheesecake is, is dope. He's also added, who would win in a keto cooking challenge if you and I went head-to-head in a MasterChef-style cookout? I'm, I'm just going to answer this. I'm going to say you would, hands down. Seven years beats my three months. <laughs> yeah, I do you know what? I'd, I'd be putting my money on me as well. Sorry, Ben. No, no, it's fine. Like, absolutely, uh, you would kick my ass. You send me that recipe with that cheesecake, though, I'll practice. I will, man. And, um, I, I'll, man then, look, I've been making all sorts of amazing keto dishes. I do keto I do keto tacos, keto hamburgers, you know, with special cheese buns that I make. Oh, mm. man, i got a bunch of stuff for you. That, you I, want the, I want the bun recipe, too, because that's one thing I feel you struggle, well, at least we're struggling, is getting a decent bread. Um, so. This bun recipe is actually really good, hey. It's it's so super simple. Basically, it's just a cup of cheese, right? 
uh, one egg, and then you mash it all up together. If you want it more fluffy, add another egg, a little bit of salt and pepper. If you want the fluffy ones, like I said, you add the two eggs, you split them into four, uh, four little piles, put it in the oven, and it comes out nice and fluffy. If you want like a pizza base, just one egg, lay it out, and it comes out nice and flat. But I'll send it to you anyhow, man. Hey, I'm change your this. life. It will. This is the only reason I got you on the show, by the way. Just none of this survival. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah Matt's you? like, Matt's going, first thing, mate, just don't talk about keto. No one wants to fucking hear about it. <laughs> man. Uh, I was sitting around talking about keto. Uh, um, uh, Gerard Benora uh, says, long-term fan, Ben. Great to see you talking about Survivor. Uh, Zach, just wondering about water challenges. The players always seem to wear shoes when in a water challenge. Is this something JLP enforces or is it just a choice? Yeah, that's a really good question. So basically, when you go on a Survivor, you get two pairs of shoes. Okay, you get a pair of runners. Okay, and then you also get a pair of water shoes. Now, your water shoes are often made by Morel or Salomon, um, and what they are, they're a special kind of runner um, that has a, a water a, a, a sole that grips well in water. It's quite thick. It's almost the thickness of a runner's sole. All the mesh across the top of the shoe is completely perforated so that water can go through and easily drain, which is a real son of a bitch because also <laughs> sand gets in there as well and the sole uncomfortable. The soles themselves, there's holes, or the soles, the inside of the soles are perforated, and then there's um, holes in the sides of the, the kind of platform bit that help the water drain out. So they're a special shoe made so that you can swim in them and also kind of run in them. Interesting. There you go. Mm. I'm learning stuff here too. Jared also adds, um, is it true that you were originally meant to be on the Champions Tribe? Um, I'm not too sure. Uh I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is or maybe it isn't. I'm not sure where they got that from. I mean, that's not information that I was ever privy to. <laughs> um, it would have been a lot easier if I was. <laughs> uh, but I think if I wasn't, the cham- the challenges would have had an even harder time. Like, <laughs> I, I, they did, they, we struggled, man. Hey? And I think... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I don't know the answer to that one. Well, on that, um, another listener, Chris Dixon, sort of adds a question. Uh, if you were on the Champions Tribe, who do you think you would have worked with? Um, it's a really good question. It's hard to say because, you know, I didn't make merge and I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with those guys. Uh, and so the only conversations we had were kind of in passing, you know, like we were waiting at the top challenges and kind of just, you know, having a look around and we'd be waiting because there's obviously waiting in between the production of um, the games actually commencing. So you'd sometimes stand there and I had a little bit, bit of a chat with Jackie and to be honest, I actually really like Jackie. I could have seen myself working with her. Um, Matt is just an absolute beast and, you know, probably would have been great to align myself with someone like him because for someone like me, it's really difficult to find a shield. You know, shields are used in survivor strategies everywhere. You know, it's one of the biggest things when kind of putting together your your alliances. If you can get a shield, it it takes a lot of heat off you. And for me, really difficult to find them. Um, just being a, a you know a, a fairly large guy, it's it's one of those physical threats that's always in people's faces, and so they get a reminder of it every time they look in your direction. So it's really hard to kind of take that attention away from you. Mm. Um, but I felt like I feel like Matt could have been that guy. Mm. 
Would have been interesting to see. Thanks for that question, uh, Chris. Lexi asks, if you were asked to compete on the Amazing Race as part of a Survivor team, who from your season would be your partner? <laughs> That's a really good question. Do you know who my partner would be? It'd be Stevie. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I would watch that. That would be <laughs> epic. Right? <laughs> right, me and Stevie, him annoying the shit out of me, me just carrying him around everywhere, quite literally. Um, you know, him just saying sh- random shit that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, it would be hilarious. We'd, we'd call it Rush Hour. Yes, yes. He'd be Chris Tucker. <laughs> be amazing. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. I need to see that. Uh, make it right. happen, Channel 10. Um, you know, you're bringing it back. So, um, now Mitch, Mitch is, um, asked this question basically to all I guess each week. And I feel it's time for a bit of revenge from you here, Zach, because, um, this question's been put to, uh, a couple of people in your season and you seem to be an answer for this one. So I want you to get the revenge here. Uh, the first, the first question, biggest diva around your camp on your tribe? Biggest Diva. Oh, fuck. Probably Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. Man, he cried just as much as the women. I shit you not. I love that boy. Robbie, if you're listening, much love. But, man, he's sensitive. <laughs> I, I, I want to see these crying. Like, I, you know, I think we saw it once, wasn't it, with the family or something like that? But um, Oh, know. man, everyone was crying with the family. I'm like, oh, my God, it's been 13 days, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Mitch adds, who's the most annoying uh, around your camp that you would be pleased to send them off to Exile Island? The most annoying? Um... <laughs> She's not super annoying, right? I just want to clear this up. Like, I, Anita's great. I love her. Right? But she is so positive. Sometimes I please just to stop. Please. <laughs> oh, we lost Kim, but at least we've got beans. <laughs> All right. I'm going to eat your face. <laughs> oh, that could be the best answer ever to that question. I love it. Uh... <laughs> Um, Kenny asks, do you like boost juice or is top juice better? <laughs> the fuck is top juice? I have no I idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I guess boost juice because I've never even heard of top juice. And maybe it's an Eastern States thing. I don't maybe. know. Maybe it's, yeah. yeah. Um, boost juice is expensive, Janine. Can we like cut the prices down a little bit? Janine, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about some ice and some, you know, passion fruit pulp. Come on, nine dollars for reals. No wonder she's so rich. Like Jesus. Oh, yeah. No wonder she's the world's richest woman. That's what uh, happens. God damn Back it, Janine. Don't you um, thought of that one? I wonder if, like, if she throws a challenge, do you wonder, like, should people just walk into Boost Juice tomorrow and just, like, throw Boost Juice in people's faces? Like, hey, this is because your boss throws a challenge. Like, all these Man, Casey fans are angry. Shit. We don't we do not do that here. No, exactly. Um, uh, Lou asks, what did you think of Russell when you saw him first show up on day one, your first reaction? Man, this is a really great question because, as you know, I'm a huge 
I'm a huge Survivor fan, and and I love the villains. I really get a kick out of watching them. I find them super interesting, and they 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 really entertain me, and it's compelling. And so he walks on, and I'm like, holy shit, it's <laughs> Russell fucking Hans. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And I'm pretty sure that no one else in my tribe had even heard. Because the, the thing is, these people, they go, oh, yeah, we're Survivor fans. I'm like, oh, cool, you know, what do you think about blood versus water? You know, fucking voting blocks, yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't seen anything outside the, the first three, you know, the, the last three Australian Survivors, you know. So I'm pretty sure Russell walked out no one had a clue. Anyway, I was, you know, fanboying, right? And um, that's why when Jonathan asked me, he's like, oh, who do you recognize? I was like, wow, I'm, I'm so stoked Russell's here, and I'm so glad he's not on my tribe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew he's going to cause havoc, just tear him apart from the inside out. I'm like, this is great. Was it um, disappointing to then see him go so quickly, not have that opportunity to at least, I mean, did you at least somehow meet him at any capacity? Uh, yeah, we met, um, we had a slightly heated discussion about a, a challenge, and then, um, yeah, look, in the end, to be perfectly honest, I think he's a bit of a dick, <laughs> okay, like, I, it, the, he didn't meet up to the hype for me, um, he was talking shit about Australian Survivor and blowing his nose on, on the buff, and, uh, mm. You know, saying just telling lies as well, saying stuff that isn't true, and I kind of don't really respect that. You know, I love Survivor, I love the game, and I really respect the game. And I think he should just show a little bit more respect than that. Mm. Yeah, I saw that video, and he's starting to do like top ten countdowns and overrated player videos, and yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, look, he sucks. His time's passed. You know. Everyone's said he's a one-trick pony man, and we've all seen it a million times. Like he's not going to get another shot, and if he did, he'd be one of the first to go again. You know, he's been progressively getting, you know, worse and worse. And yeah, I just, I, I just don't see it going much further for him now. Hmm. Uh, Chris asks, who do you speak to the most from your season after the season ended? Oh, hey, Chris. Thanks for the thanks for the question. I talk to Stevie most, believe it or not. Great. I like yeah. this bromance. It just kept going on. This is fantastic. <laughs> it did. It did. So <clears throat> when you're voted off, um, you go to like this, uh, I don't know, it, it was amazing. Hey, this little bungalow that sat at the top of this hill and there was like 360 degree views of the island. Absolutely incredible. Private pool. I, I, they even gave me a friend. I mean, it turned out it was security, but I said he was my friend. We used to have breakfast. <laughs> and um, it I, I walk in and uh, after you know getting my food and stuff like that, because um, I, I walk in and there's uh, the lady says, "Oh, I've got a, a note for you from Stevie." I'm like, "What?" And yeah, he'd left a, a little love letter. Oh wow! <laughs> he did. It was uh, with production that he handed over to me with his, his you know contact details and everything. Because you know Stevie's old as fuck, man. He doesn't have his phone. <laughs> um, <so, laughs> pretty sure it was a landline he gave me. Yes. <laughs> so, Rotary phone. Call right. the operator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I ended up contacting her afterwards. Uh, yeah, you know, we I, I go to Sydney quite a lot, uh, four times a year for paintball, and um, I catch up with him nearly every time we go there. Great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
There you go. I love it. I love it when you sort of get these uh, friendships from the game, uh, sort of uh, people maybe that you don't necessarily think are going to be that way or maybe you don't see that much on the show interacting. So, uh, yeah, that makes me happy to hear that. Uh, Selma Selma, um, says, no questions, but just wanted to say whatever you were doing, Zach, keep it up. You look fantastic. And watching your season, I was shocked by your age. I thought you were in your 20s. <laughs> oh well, you can hang around for as long as you like. That's yeah. stuff like that to me. Oh, those sorts of ego boosts. You know, I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you, Katie. It's a keto diet, everyone. That's what you know. That's what it's happens. A keto diet, people. All the keto. Um, Katie says, "I liked watching you as Hunter and Gladiators. Which was more fun in terms of challenges, Gladiators or Survivor?" Uh, I think. I think Gladiators was just for me personally, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why that is. Um, one, I'm not starving, <laughs> okay? It makes it so much easier to do challenges when you're, you know, sufficiently fueled. Um, <laughs> secondly, like, the, uh, the landings were softer. <laughs> we had nice big pads and everything. You weren't hitting the dirt on, you know, sand and water and wood and stuff like that. Um, and they were just bigger, you know what I mean? Like the challenges were just huge. There I am, suspect, you know, on a massive web-covered ball suspended 30 feet in the air that's swinging from side to side and I'm chasing some dude around it. You know, it was just, <laughs> <laughs> just the challenges were epic. Yeah, I miss, they should bring it back. Bring it back again, Gladiators. None of these bloody Ninja Warrior stuff. Gladiators is where it was at. Right, you know, Ninja Warriors is cute, but, you know, there's no gladiators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No gladiators at all. A um, couple more here. Um, Matt Peter says, any tips for someone wanting to go to the gym for the first time who is skinny and wants to gain muscles but has no idea where to start? Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for the question, for sure. Like, I would say, you know, watch a lot of stuff on, like, YouTube and, you know, start getting yourself... Uh, familiar with some of the some of the top guys and start you know um, watching their content, consuming their content, and and get passionate about it, man. You you really need to. There's so much information out there, and there's so many good coaches, and the prices have really come down a lot. You can get so much information for free. So start out there. If you're really skinny, then nutrition is key. It doesn't matter whether you're trying to lose weight or whether you're trying to bulk up. If your nutrition isn't on point, you just your results going to be sub-average as well. So for yourself, if you're super skinny, I mean, it's hard unless you're assessing your guessing. I'd be getting your calories up to around about 3,000, 3,500, uh, nice macro split, um, you know, kind of evenly your fats, carbs, and proteins. Uh, but do try to get your protein up a little bit more. I would track your progress using my Fitness Pal app. It's an Under Armour app, which is free. And when you're training in the gym, focus on big compound movements. There's a movement that incorporates more than one muscle group. So we're talking about exercises like squats, deadlifts, chin-ups, um, you know, push-ups, all those kind of big moves. And, that, and that's the thing. You can even train at home, man. If you can't afford a gym, push-ups and sit-ups. Do 100 every single day. You'll see a difference. And squats. Do, squats do, do 100 of each. Yeah, do 100 of each. Yeah. 100 each every single day, and lunges, you know, get, get those bodyweight movements. If you just, you do 10 minutes, eat plenty of food, and just do squats, lunges, push-ups, sit-ups, 100 each day, I guarantee you'll see a change. Three months. 
Look at this. Free fitness advice on the Oz Network. I, I love it. This is, uh, yeah. this is great. I'm learning. Coming at you. <laughs> Uh, come on, I feel like this one here is um, a fake name from Matt Dyson because uh, the question is from June. Uh, uh, any regrets voting off Matt Dyson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that does sound like Matt Dyson. <laughs> um, man, I, I do, to be perfectly honest with you, I do regret that move. Um, and, but if it was Stevie gone, I think I would have regretted that move as well. You know, it, look, it never would have been Matt. The thing was, is Matt kind of just, um, you know, had his little meltdown and throwing my name around heaps. And at the time, <clears throat> for that particular vote, I had total control. Um, I actually, we were all voting for Stevie, and then I had Heath and Robbie sitting right next to me either side, and Matt just kept saying my name. So I wrote an M on both their backs. I only need one of them to switch, and uh, Heath did. Robbie didn't, which was a good indicator to see how close to the line Robbie was with me, and uh, I made the switch as well, and, you know, he went home. If he just, there. Yeah. So I do have the regret, but it's his own fucking fault. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Matt. Don't, don't send in fake ones under June, all right? Just be honest. You send in a question before, you could have added it with the MasterChef question. Mm-hmm. You never know. I do uh, love Matt, though. I chat a lot with him as well. Probably after Steve, he's probably the, the one I chat with second most. With great. Great. I love that. Uh, last one I'll ask you here. It's, it's a bit of a game here, Zach. So uh, Sasha sends it. in... A, basically, you have... A list of some uh, Survivor contestants. So we've got some Australian ones and some American ones. And you have the option to kiss, slap, hug, or run away. So you've got one of four options that you can do with each of these contestants. You can you can kiss all of them. You can slap all of them. You don't have to, like, sort of spread them out. Oh, okay. So it's, it's not ding, marry, kill. It's kiss, slap, hug, or run away. Love it. Start with the Australian uh, contestant. So the first one we have is Matt from this season, uh, our, our wrestler friend. Our Matt from this season? Mm. Um, what is it? Kiss, slap, hug, or run away? Yes. Um, oh, I reckon just a quick little bitch slap because I'd love to see the look <laughs> on his face. His, his eyes would just open up wide like you would not be able to believe I just did that. I I really want like if this All Star season's happened, I want you both on the the season. I want you both on opposite tribes because I just kind of feel like just that you know level of of testosterone and kind of the showmanship. <laughs> I think like it would be great to watch. Well, yeah, look, absolutely. You know, um, he says he got, he says he wants to take on the best. Well, you know, I'm sitting right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you've been put on notice. I hope you're listening. Um, Andy from this season. Andy from this season, um, oh, I'll, give him a, I'll give him a good hug. Andy looks like he needs a hug. He's sort yeah. of doing, you know, he's doing his own head in a little bit. <laughs> bit of a tough week, old Andy. Um, <laughs> Andy's had a tough week. He looks like he'd really use a hug. Yeah. And some uh, fashion advice. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep, yep. Fast. Yep, all right. Well, that, that's the fifth option. Um, Baden, what would you do with Baden? Baden? Um, actually, I, I kind of really like Baden. Hey, he, he reminds me of one of my friends. So I'd give him a good kiss. Oh, lay one right on him. Smack him on there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Janine. Janine. Mm. 
Oh, right. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> she must expect her to come up. Oh, I'll give her a hug too. Jeanette. Yeah. And then yeah. slap her for making the boost juice too expensive. And then, uh, yeah, I'm slap her for making the boost juice. I do, no, I, I like Janine. I think she's playing a good game, man. She's, uh, you know, you can see how she's become so successful. You really yeah. can. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, now, switching to your season, uh, you mentioned her before. I don't know what the reaction's going to be for this one. Anita. <laughs> Anita, I'd give her a big kiss. I love Anita. <laughs> I really do. She's, we, we, um, you know, we, we've had good chats outside of Survivor as well. And she doesn't, you know, I talk a lot of shit about everyone. And she yeah. doesn't hold any, she doesn't hold any grudges. What she, she knows I'm just messing around. Turns it into a positive somehow. Every time. <laughs> Every time. It's like, it's like, you know, when you catch up with one of those people who have just finished walking out of a Tony Robbins seminar, and, like, and you're like, hey, man, how you going? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, what happens if one of those really positive people actually goes to a Tony Robbins seminar? Like, do they just explode from positivity? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just spontaneous combustion just right there and there. Just, ah! I'm too positive! <laughs> Boom. Wow. There's a challenge for somebody out there. Uh, send Anita to a Tony Robbins seminar. Somebody, do it. Uh, <laughs> Mate, she, she try and sell him some yogurt and then take the, take the mic off him. She, <laughs> like, this is how it's done. Um, he, he's a flavour of the month, apparently. Matt Dyson. What are we doing with Matt Dyson? <laughs> Just running away from that guy. Just leave me alone, Matt. <laughs> yes, Matt, stop sending the questions in, Matt. We get it. Stop, right? This is my interview, Matt. Stop getting me on my interview. You were on last week, Matt. Calm down. Uh... <laughs> uh, Robbie. Robbie. Uh, I'd slap the hell out of him. <laughs> I, I would love to. I'd love to have the chance to like catch. You know, go like me and Robbie be on different different tribes. Mm. I reckon that'd be good. I'd, okay. I'd love to, yeah. yeah, I think that'd be a bit of fun. Um, and the final one, Sean. Sean, you know, Sean's Sean seems really cool, man. And I just I didn't really get much time to spend with her. And even at the reunion, we we just didn't hang out, dude. Um, I I give Sean high five. High five. Yeah. High right. five. Done. Like it. <laughs> That's one of the options. It's option seven. Yep, yeah, we're, we're just adding to them, Sasha. This is kind of what happens as we expand this game that you send in every week. Uh, a couple of American ones. Uh, I, f- I feel like we've already kind of touched on this one. Russell. Russell. Oh, man, honestly, I just, I suppose for a lack of a better word, run away. But it's more like just shaking my head in, you know, complete amazement of how full of shit he is and just <laughs> kind of walking up, kicking shells along the beach. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Sandra. Sandra. Sandra's a beast, dude. I mean, seriously. Is she the only one who's won two? Yes, she is. is I believe she is. Yeah. I mean, a title like that, royalty. Mm-hmm. Hug. Kiss. Hug. Marry. Hug, kiss. Everything. everything. <laughs> Every option under the Every sun. option. All of them. Slap her. <laughs> Call me daddy. <laughs> Uh, Pull my hair. Um, Pull my hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rupert. Man, I really like Rupert. I watched him on The Amazing Race as well. I give that guy a hug. I feel like he's the sort of guy that should have free hugs written on his tie-dye singlet. You know, I he's, see it. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd love for him to sing me lullabies in that <laughs> rough voice of his. I think I'd sleep well. Rock a bye, babe. You know, I'd say it'd be great. It would be fantastic. <laughs> Sounds horrifying when you do it. Yeah, well, you're not the first person to tell me that. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that that image of Rupert as a lemming from the Amazing Race, though, will stick with us forever, though, <laughs> won't it? Climbing up that wall, like that was that was <laughs> worth watching it purely for that scene. Right. Oh, brilliant. Um, now, Sasha just says Nick. There's been about 20 Nicks who have played Survivor. So let's go with the Nick who just won it a couple of seasons ago on David vs. Goliath. Yeah, yeah, look, I, um, it, it's, it's really funny that you brought him up. I mean, that's Harry's favourite player. Yes, um, randomest and, uh, have favourite player ever. Sorry, Harry, but, like, come on. Really? Yeah, I was, and, and I'm glad you brought him up because I couldn't remember him really. I mean, I know he's a lawyer and everything, and I had to go back and kind of watch some highlights. Oh, right, yeah, mm. that guy. Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah, high five or, or whatever. He thinks <laughs> he seems nice, I guess. Yeah. That's, uh, you, but a bit vanilla for my life. Not the sort of guy I'd kind of gel with, you know. Yeah. No. Right. You, if you need to Google someone, then, you, you know, like, it's kind of like, why would I even associate with you? Who are you, Google? Um, Sue Hawk. He's a blast from the past. Sue wow. Hawk. Wow, that is a blast from the past. What's, can you remember what season she was on? She was on the very first Borneo and then also on All Stars as well. That's right. Eight. Yeah. We went sleeping move. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll give her a fat kiss. Yeah. Hot. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of hot, um, Richard Hatch. Oh, Richard. Yeah, super hottie. A bit of a kiss, a bit of a butt grab. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of groping going on here all of a sudden. It got kinky I'm pretty quick, up, Zach. I'm having a good time. We've had a couple of drinks. I'm getting a little handsy. Great. Uh, yep. Yep. No, no, it's fine. Like it's My cat's in... copping it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Lock up the cats, basically. Um, Zach, before I let you go, I didn't ask this earlier. I'm going to ask this quickly right now. I want you to give me yeah. a winner's pick right now. Who's winning this season of Survivor? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go for Pia. Huh? No, I like that. I'm going to say Pia. Yep, yeah. all right. She was, um, uh, her and Sam were my preseason picks to win. So clearly I fucked up on Sam. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> Look, I had, I had Sam going a lot, a lot further too, bro. Um, mm-hmm. I really did. And I was super disappointed to see it go. And I really wanted to see more of her and hearing more about her story. And then when her mum kind of, you know, went on social media and said a little bit more about her story about, uh, you know, losing her, her uncle and then, you know, her father to suicide like six weeks out from going uh, onto the show. I mean, she's just what a warrior. I would have liked to have, you know, seen more about the girl. Mm, yeah, yeah. Very interesting that uh, sort of her edit was just so little, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's the beauty of the uh, the game of Survivor. You never know what you're going to do unless you go out there and you uh, you be Zach, basically, <laughs> or Matt, or David, or, you know, something like this. Zach, also, before I let you go, tag yourself. Yeah. Let, let our listeners know where can they, they follow you, find you on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, cool. So, Zach Kazersky, um, you know, just look me up on Insta. That's probably one of my main ones, or Zach Hunter Kazersky. If you want to check me out on Facebook, I don't really do Twitter. I don't really do Snapchat. I, I find this, I've got more than enough social media to keep me busy just with those <laughs> two platforms. Um, I spend all my, all my time on my face and the phone otherwise. That's not good Beautiful. for anyone. 
That's well, not beautiful to send a face on the phone. You, you, you've got your outlets. That's good. Um, and that's. Yes, sir. I knew what I was trying to say in my head, Zach. Pleasure having you on the show, mate. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime in the future. But thanks for coming on the All Network today. Thank you, Bear Man. I had a fun time hanging with you, man. This is so cool. So anytime. And a fantastic chat there with Zach. A lot of fun uh, having him on the show and uh, lived up to expectations, I feel, into uh, what you're going to expect when you get him on the program. So uh, appreciate his time. Learn a lot and uh, very interesting things. Uh, great questions too this week as well by listeners. Obviously, we didn't quite get to all of them. Uh, we do read all of them. Uh, some of them obviously talked about throughout the uh, the interview as well. So obviously, if we cover something, we generally won't cover it again in the question, but uh, always appreciate people uh, sending them in. Just one I wanted to touch on, which again, sort of more directed at me. I kind of don't generally bring these ones up during the interview, um, but uh, Emerson Ryerson says, no question, just wanted to say, hearing you talk about Survivor again, puts a smile on my face. I missed it. Thank you, Emerson. That uh, means a lot to me. Also adds, Anita was a wonderful guest last week, and I can't wait to see her back. And with Matt would be great. Already anticipating Des and Craig's return. Um, we we will do our best to get them on the show. We've got some interesting ones lined up. I'm very excited to um, who we've got sort of in the pipeline for, through some of the guests. Uh, some returning uh, guests that have been on the show. Uh, some new ones as well. Uh, in particular, very excited um, for a potential season two contestant. Now, when I say season two, you're listening to the Oz Network, so you know I mean season two celebrity survivor. That is. Australian version that was on Channel 7, uh, the real black sheep of the Australian Survivor family. People like to ignore the original two seasons before Channel 10, uh, and I feel though Celebrity Survivor gets completely ignored. Uh, people at least will bring up the Channel 9 version in a sentence to say how bad it is in their eyes, uh, but I'm talking actual Season 2 Celebrity Survivor. So, uh, it's in the works. It's, it's, a, it's a guest who we've talked a lot about in the past. In my eyes, is one of the greatest players to ever play Australian Survivor. I think we had him in the top three uh, ahead of any of the Channel 10 players. And uh, he's a well-known individual outside of Survivor. More well-known forever having played uh, than, than having played Survivor. So, um, It'll be an interesting one. Shall it happen? And uh, I'm very excited if it does happen. But uh, as I said, also, we've got some others lined up from uh, some of the other seasons, including uh, returning guests from the original Channel 9 uh, version back in 2002 and uh, a couple of other great ones from the Channel 10 uh, version as well. So stay tuned. Plenty of uh, exciting stuff to come in. We're, we're going to aim to keep bringing this to you weekly. Obviously, we're a little bit behind on the first um, recap episode. But uh, now that I'm all caught up, it makes it a little bit easier for me to just watch three episodes a week be able to come here and talk to you a little bit about Australian Survivor every single week. Next week, I think we are going to go with a non-Survivor guest in terms of a player, but uh, catch up with a couple of Auslets that we had. Obviously, our preview episode was done with former Auslet Julian Groneberg. We're hoping to get Julian on, as well as Cable, Brandon, former Auslets, who great give a great insight, kind of just a bit of a no-holds-barred chat, kind of just some fan perspective, and uh, we'll update you on our Facebook Facebook and our social media when we know who is going to be on. So uh, as I said, stay tuned for that. And just a slight little plug as well for Cable. Cable has a podcast. It's called In The Buff. Great podcast that he runs. And I was lucky enough to be on it la- 
last week and talking about Australian Survivor with him and Julian. And I believe I'm going to be on it again this week as well. So if you're not sick of my voice, then by all means, go and find In The Buff. Great podcast by Cable uh, Brandon out there as well. Doing great things. Uh, former Oslet now hosting his own show. It's fantastic. Uh, outside of Survivor, of course, we've got other great content that we put out for you pretty much every day. We're... Um, very much on track for episodes every day, which we like. It's exciting. There's always something out there tasty for you to download and listen to. Mondays, of course, are our Lost episodes. We're going back through all the episodes of Lost. Uh, Wednesdays are our Third Watch, the exclusive Third Watch episodes. And some exciting stuff if you're a Third Watch fan or you sort of know what the show is and maybe getting back into it. It's the 20th anniversary next month, uh, 20 years since the show premiered. So we've got a bit of an exciting uh, episode planned for you. So stay tuned for that one. Thursdays is designated kind of movie day we're only about a month away from starting the terminator films about two months away from starting the star wars films very very exciting but tomorrow uh well technically today really if you're listening to this in um at least new zealand time it's today uh it is the one year anniversary since we did an episode on a little movie called the room the best worst movie of all time and so much did we love that movie that we are going to plan every year on the anniversary of that episode we are going to release an anniversary episode for you. So we have a special commentary of the movie The Room that Colin and I recorded that you can download and uh, watch along with uh, Tommy Wiseau and crew in a very interesting movie that, um, let's be honest, if you haven't watched, you need to go and watch it because it's fantastic. So that's just my uh, final thoughts on the matter. Thanks again to Zach. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please head to our Facebook page and like our page if you haven't already done so. Please head to our Twitter and follow us on Twitter if you haven't already done so. Head to our Instagram. Follow us on there as well. You just need to search for the Oz Network. It's that easy. Theoznetwork.net is our website. If you don't know any of our social media channels and you can't be bothered searching for it, if you go to that website, they're all on there. Your link's to all there. Easy to find them. And, of course, the main thing, if you're listening to my voice, you've downloaded a podcast. Great. Good for you. And you can subscribe to this podcast so you don't have to download them every single week. Subscribing means you get it direct to your computer, to your phone, to your tablet, hell, to your horse and pony. I'm sure they've got the internet on them nowadays. Click on them. Subscribe. Easy. Done. And we really would appreciate whatever podcasting platform you do use if you could leave us some feedback, it does help us get more exposure out there, and it also does help us know what you are thinking of the show. iTunes is obviously the main platform that we suggest doing that on. Rate us out of five, leave a couple of words, and it's that simple. Of course, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, they're all out there. You can do it on all those platforms as well, and we would appreciate the feedback as much as we appreciate you listening and sticking to this very long-winded ending of this recap. My name is Ben. Thanks for tuning in to the Oz Network and we'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.